0: praise the mighty name of Jesus. I'll let you sit down just as soon as I read the text, but I want to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I want to read verses 1 through 3. The Bible says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. You may take your seats. I wanna to speak to you from the subject, we are nothing without love. We are nothing without Love. 1 Corinthians 13 has been referred to as the hymn of love. And is often recognized as being the most loved chapter in the entire New Testament. From 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we learn that many of the people in Corinth had aspired for greater spiritual gifts. Because some of them felt that certain gifts were more important than others. And Paul was explaining to them that none of these gifts of the Spirit mean anything if you do not have love. He basically said if I speak as a man or if I speak in the heavenly language, if I do it without love, I'm just making a bunch of noise. He said, if I have the gift of prophecy and can tell you all mysteries, if I don't have love, I cannot tell you anything. If I have a faith that can lift and move mountains and I don't have love, I cannot move anything. So many people have this concept of love twisted because we see so many gifted people in the body of Christ, but you cannot feel the love as they do what they do. I remember years ago, I went to visit a church and I was sitting in the pastor's office waiting for the service to start. There was a church employee who walked in the office and said, you know, I love everything about my job but those people sitting out there in the sanctuary. I responded, I think someone needs a career change. But there are so many people who are deluded because they look for acceptance and reward for their good works, but they're spiritually defective because many of them are corrupt, they're selfish, and they have no love in them. 1 John chapter 4 verse 8 says, Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Paul goes on to say what love is and what love is not. And the information was good then and it is good now because there are a lot of people who are destroying the definition and the real meaning of love. Paul said love is patient, meaning love should be able to dissolve in patience and frustration because those feelings hinder our good deeds with others. Paul said love is kind, meaning one should be able to walk with the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. When you're driving traffic, sometimes it's easier to change lanes without using your blinker. Because when you put your blinker on, you can sometimes see the person in the other lane automatically speed up because they don't want to let you in the lane. People are not considerate in this day. But Paul also said love does not envy or get mad or resentful about what someone else has or what someone else can do. He said, love does not boast, which means a person does not place excessive pride and self-satisfaction according to their own achievements. They don't place this on themselves. Then Paul said, love is not rude, is not self-seeking. And it's a shame how many rude, self-serving people we see in society in this day. When you walk in a church, the worst thing you can see is a mean church person. I would say a mean believer, but the Bible just said if you don't have love, if you're always mean, you might need to check Your relationship with God. People are so void of love today. And it seems that when you look at society, all you see is a me first mentality. Friends sometimes treat you worse than enemies. And you better not make anybody mad because people are quicker to kill you than anything else. Amen? Amen. Amen. You better not make anybody upset. But in society today, people are controlled by anger. And when I think about the fact that love is not easily angered, I have to ask, where is the love? Matthew chapter 24, 12 says, And because lawlessness will abound, The love of many will grow cold. A big argument that so many people have today is they say a statement like, well, if you loved me, you would accept me as I am. But love would not allow someone to go to hell. I love my children. And there's no way I would let them sit in a burning house because I love them too much. People may say it's okay to hide the truth from someone if it will hurt them. But I have to say real love will tell you the truth no matter what's at stake. If the truth will keep you from going to hell, real love will tell you the truth. The world's form of love creates prisoners, but God's love will set you free, it'll stand you up, it'll tell you the truth, and it will give you everlasting life. Real love won't condemn you. Romans chapter 8 verses 1 through 3 read this way. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. Only God could do that because God is love. Gifts and ability are great to have. But you better have some love in your heart because the one who does not love does not know God. And it's knowing God and loving God that makes everything we do as believers relevant. But only God could lift you to certain levels. Only God could bring salvation into your life. And he did it all because he had a love. And what's better than that Man's love might fail you, but God has a love that cannot and will not ever fail. To sum up how excellent love is, it's not preferred only to the spiritual gifts, but it's preferred to other graces such as faith and hope. Because the Bible says the greatest of faith, love, and hope is love hallelujah paul is trying to tell the people that their problem is not whose spiritual gift is greater or better than the others but the real issue they had was their lack of love for one another the church of jesus christ today needs to revisit this text because as the days move forward Our love for each other is going to have to be stronger than ever because the enemy is looking to snuff us out and take us off the faith of the earth. Satan wants to shut us up and shut us down and he wants to turn love into something that accepts any old type of behavior. But Paul just told us that love is going to tell you the truth because the truth is what will set you free. Love will never lie to you. Love will never really let you down. And according to Paul, the lack of love is the root of all problems. And a person who has a heart without love is nothing. You mean I could be the president of the United States of America? And if I don't have love, I am nothing. I could preach to the nations with clarity, but if I don't have love, I'm not doing nothing. I could counsel people all over the world, but if I don't have love, I am not doing a thing. I could know every verse in the Bible inside and out, but if I lack love, I don't know anything i could know how to manage companies and lead people but if i don't have love i'm not leading them anywhere you could complete your to-do list but if you don't have love you have not completed anything when jesus was questioned at matthew chapter 22 verse 37 He was questioned about what is the greatest commandment. Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. God is love and he created love and he created us to love him and not only did he extend this love but he proved his love while he was hanging on an old rugged cross. He proved the love by taking nails in his hands and his feet. He proved this love because he came, wrapped himself up in flesh, left a plush environment, came to live life as we live it and he died for us. And at John 15, 12, he said, Love each other as I have loved you. 1 John 4:12. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made perfect in us. Our challenge is to accept the love of God. And walk in that love and share that love with other people because, for grace, we have been saved through faith and we didn't do it for ourselves. But this love was a gift. God didn't give us love because we had talent and great ability, God didn't give us love because we were serving Him correctly. God loved us when we were enemies, when we were distant from God. God loved us enough to demonstrate that love to us. And I'm so glad he demonstrated his love because it's not the result of our works. It's not our money. It's not our ability. It's not our looks. It's nothing about us that makes God love us, but it's everything about him. Love is the motivating factor for everything God does. When he lifted you, he lifted you because he loved you. When he turned you around, he turned you around because he loved you. When your friends let you down, God's love lifted you back up because he has an unfailing love. I don't care what you are dealing with, as long as you got God and his love, love will lift you out of that situation. I don't care how messed up your mind is. Love will straighten out your mind and straighten out your thinking. Ask the man at the tomb. He was out of his mind. But the only reason Jesus came walking into his life and straightened out his situation is because Jesus loved him too much to leave him like that look at the hebrew boys they were thrown into a fiery furnace but jesus loved them too much god loved them so god jumped in the fire with them and they walked in the fire in the midst of the fire and they had no hurt i don't care what you are dealing with i don't care how hot it is in your life if you look to jesus and keep your eyes on jesus jesus will get down in the heat with you Jesus will step down with you and he will lift you to higher heights. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I'm so glad that Jesus loved me because when I couldn't tell for sure that Jesus loved me, I could turn to the pages of the Bible and I could look at a man who left his environment, came down to earth, walked as I walked, stood at the bottom of Calvary's Hill, took a bloody walk up Calvary's Hill. They laid him on a cross. They stretched him wide. He hung on the cross until he died but he loved me too much to stay dead. So Jesus came walking out of the grave on the third day with my deliverance in his hand, with my joy in his hand, with my peace in his hand. And he didn't just do it for me, but he loved you too much to let you stay in sin. So Jesus died. He gave his life so you could turn around, turn from your wicked ways. He didn't want to leave you in sin. But he gave his life that you could live again. We came to this earth alive, but we were dead. And Jesus died and he lived again. So we also could live again. When everybody lets you down, God's love will still be around when when, when the gifts fail, when, when the prophecies cease love will not fail, when the tongues stop love will still be around love cannot and will not fail The essence of God's character is love and love motivates everything that he does. If there was one soul on earth, Jesus still would have came and died. He still would have gave his life. He still would have stepped out the grave with your power, with your salvation, With your joy, with your peace, with your turnaround in his hand. Is anybody happy for the turnaround? (sighs) Anytime you feel that you don't have love, you can just look back into your life and see where Jesus walked into your dark life. And you can sing the lyrics to that song, Love Lifted Me. Love Lifted Me. When nothing, when nobody, when there wasn't anything in existence that could help, it was love that lifted me. I thank God for his love. Now, I'm I'm really finished, but y'all know I always got a conclusion. So I just want to conclude that God's love sometimes might be in the form of a person or a group of people. I wasn't in a fiery furnace, but there was a time that I put myself in a situation. I put myself in a dark situation. I happened to live in somewhat of a drug infested house. It wasn't crack. As Whitney Houston said, crack is whack. But I was addicted to marijuana. I was addicted to al- Oh man, I was addicted to alcohol. But Jesus loved me so much. He loved me so much that he couldn't leave me in that situation. So we sent a little bit of love my way and the way that love looked was, there was a man driving a black Mercedes, Bishop Blake. He pulled up in front of my house and he looked at the situation. He came in, I hated to let him in because I didn't want him to see how I was living. But he looked at that situation and he had compassion and he said we gotta get you out of here bishop came into my dark situation and pulled me out and that's the same thing that jesus did for every one of you because every one of us were in a dark situation but jesus christ loved us too much to leave us in that situation. So he left heaven's glory and came down here in the muck and mire because he loved each and every one of us too much to leave us in the situation. And if you glad Jesus pulled you out of your situation, if you glad he pulled you out of sin, if you glad he turned your situation around, if you're glad he brought deliverance into your life, You need to clap your hands like you never clapped them before. You need to lift your voice and give God glory because only God could have changed your life. Only God could have forgave your sins and only God could have saved you and given you everlasting life. Love suffers long. And I know it does because Jesus suffered a long time for us. He loved us enough to die. Therefore, we should love him enough to live for him. I used to come to church and hold back on my praise. I used to hold back on lifting my voice some of you might be of the same mind state but when you think about the fact that jesus didn't hold back when he stretched himself out on that cross they didn't make jesus do that jesus decided to do that he decided he didn't hold back so never again will I hold back when it comes to the things of God and you shouldn't either God didn't hold Jesus back when Jesus said I want to give my life but he sent his son to die in our places amen 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 Amen. there might be someone here who all you felt is this idea of the world's love which we understand that the world's love really is not love but that might be the only kind of love that you've known love that stabs you in the back love that lets you down love that lies to you but I want to introduce you to a real godly love that never will fail. Love does not fail, love suffers long, it is kind. I want to introduce someone to Jesus Christ If you've heard about what I was talking about today and you know I do not have that type of love in my life, I do not know this Jesus Christ that you were talking about, but it's someone that I'd love to get to know. If you want to have a relevant life, if you want your life to mean anything, you got to have God in it. We all do things and if you want to be relevant you got to have God in your life what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and if you leave this life not having your soul you haven't profited anything so if you don't know Jesus lift your hand let me see you I want to pray with you we want to get some information from you come down to the altar if you want to give your life to Christ it's a fair trade you come down to the altar he came down to earth he gave his life you don't have to go to the extent that he did you just got to come down to the altar and give your life he did it for you you should be able to do it for him amen 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 jesus 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 hallelujah